we're going to hold on a second. We're going to learn this mimer uh, from the haftera of this week's parsha, which the haftera this week begins with the words "Am zu This nation I created for my sake, it shall declare my praise. This mimer was said in 1952, and it's a um, very, very powerful mimer about the connection of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people and the Moshe of every generation and what a Jew is and what Moshe Rabbeinu is and the Ebishter. Let's write to it. I created this nation for my sake. It shall declare my praise. Gemara says, let this one come and receive this from this one for this nation. Meaning, let Moshe Rabbeinu, who is called Zeh, receive the Torah, which is called Zeis, and, re- and from this one, meaning Hashem, and give it to this nation, meaning the Jewish people. So that's, the, that's what the Gemara says. Let this get this from that to give it to them. The pronoun usage is all about um, the word zeh, which means this is really what it is. And we'll see in the Mimer how the, the, that word, this is what it is, is something which is appropriate um, when talking about the Torah, talking about Hashem, talking about the Jewish people, and talking about Meshach Rabbeinu and the various conjugations of the word zeis, whether it's zeh or zu or zeis, have, uh, are also relevant. Uh, but let's, we're uh, getting ahead of ourselves. Let's go. Amzu Eli Yisrael, this nation refers to the Jewish people. Shnem Amzu Yitzarti. As the Pasuk says, this nation I have created. That's a proof the Jewish people are called Zu. That is, Yisim Mechot, Pasuk Adi Avraham, Zu Kanisa. Shokeilam Shokola, Yom Shokhov, Ein Lachaam, Eli Yisrael. The Mechilta also comments on the Pasuk we say in the Az Yasher. Until this nation that you have acquired will arrive, will pass over, says the Mechilta, the whole world belongs to you. We have no other nation except for the Jewish people. As the Pasuk says, Amzu Yitzhak, the Jewish people are called a Kenyan, a nation you've acquired. As the Pasuk says, Amzu So, Tzarech al you need to understand what is so great about being called this or that? What is that? Why are those words relevant? And what message are they giving us? What is the virtue of the word this? Why does the Torah emphasize, the Gemara emphasize, let this one come and get the Torah, which is called this, from, 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 from that one and give it to this nation? What, what, what's, what's, what's the emphasis here? The Gemara uses other adjectives that are used in the Torah to describe Moshe Rabbeinu, to describe the Jewish people. And the adjectives are, let the friend come, let the good one come, let the adir, let the one who is, who is transcendent come. So those adjectives the one who is transcendent, the one who is good, the one who is a friend, those adjectives emphasize something that's virtuous. And that we understand why th- those are, are uh, relevant when describing the Abish to describe Meshach Rabbeinu. 
When we say that let this one come, why is that something good? Why is it good to call Moshe Rabbeinu this one? We also need to understand the Gemara says that there's a difference between Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah and all the Nevi'im. All the Nevi'im, when they gave prophecy, they said the words, so says Hashem, meaning that their prophecy was something similar to what Hashem says. It's so, it's like what Hashem says. Moshe Rabbeinu, he gave prophecy, he said, this is the word of Hashem. That means only Moshe Rabbeinu has a relationship to the level called Zeh. If the word Zeh is a virtue, as Gemara emphasizes by saying that Moshe Rabbeinu's Nuvua is distinct from all the prophets and only his prophecy is called Zeh, so then why are we saying that all the Jewish people are also called Zeh? If Zeh is indeed something that's only associated with Moshe Rabbeinu, then why are we saying that the Jewish people have this, have this level? Even all the other prophets, aside from Meshach Rabbeinu, didn't have this level called Zeh. We also need to understand how come it says Zu, which is a feminine pronoun, this Nation could be said in both masculine and feminine, and the Torah uses the word zeh, referring to the Jewish people. It refers it uses the, uses the masculine word as well. It says zeh. So how come in this verse and in the verse of uh, the quoted earlier, Amzukanisa, does it use the feminine word? Why does it say zu about the Jewish people? In this verse and other verses, it calls them zeh. So in short, we ask three questions. Question number one is. What is so great about the word this? And how come that's the right adjective to, to use describing Hashem and the Meshan Jewish people? Question number two is, the Gemara does use that word to describe Meshwin and his prophecy, how clear his prophecy is. And if in, indeed that's what the Gemara is referring to here, then how does Gemara put us in the same category as Meshwin Rabbeinu? Only Meshwin Rabbeinu is the one who, has this, who is called, um, who has a prophecy in the level called this is what it is. And question number three, if we are somehow describing the Jewish people with this title of this, why specifically the feminine? Why not the masculine? In Hebrew, you could say this, both feminine and masculine, why use the feminine? Understand this by first prefacing explanation into those same words that we just quoted about the difference between Meshav and his prophecy and all the prophets. The difference between the word so and the word this, the word so means it's something like this. It's like this, not exactly clear. All the prophets and the Gevnevua, they didn't have a clear vision. All the prophets, when they gave prophecy, what was their prophecy? Their prophecy was something similar to the truth, something similar to the truth that they were seeing in heaven. In the language of the Gemara, they gave prophecy through a a translucent glass. 
a, a glass that wasn't so clear. That's the way they receive revelation from Hashem. All other prophets tran- transmitted what they received. And what they transmitted was not the same thing that they, that they witnessed in, in Shemayim. They saw something in Shemayim. And what they transmitted was not the same thing. However, his prophecy was very clear. While he was here in this world, he had the same prophecy, he saw the same things, the same truths as they are in Atzillus. He saw those same things exactly the same way they are in heaven, he saw them here in this world. It wasn't something like his prophecy, didn't transmit something that was something similar to what he saw in heaven. Rather, Meshav saw exactly what he saw in heaven, he, he transmitted uh, here. Just like in Atsilus, it says that Hashem and the lights are one, Hashem and the vessels are one, so to regarding Meshach Rabbeinu, it says that the Shekhinah spoke from his very throat. He was one with the message of Hashem, he was one with Hashem here in this world. And therefore, his prophecy was also described is described best with the word Zed. This is exactly what it is. He was a Chassidus gives a various uh, analogies to describe how, um, the transmission of prophecy. Meisha Rabbeinu's prophecy was like a funnel. When something's put in a funnel, there is no difference at all between the way it is in the top of the funnel, way it is, and the way it comes out in the bottom of the funnel. There's no there's no change. There's no delay, and there's no change. It goes straight straight through the funnel. Moshe Rabbeinu gave, gives the Jewish people this message from the Ebrister exactly the way it was given. So that's the meaning of the Gemara's emphasis that Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is level of Zoi, level of Zeh, that it was a clear vision from Atsilus, eyewitness report from Atsilus, and it wasn't diluted at all by going through the persona of, of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's, that's what's unique about his prophecy. Obirinian to explain exactly what this means. Why is the word ze this the best word to describe this incredible prophecy of The word this can only be used describing holy things. By everything else which is not holy, you can't point with your finger and say this is what it is. You can't say this is the essence of this thing. What appears isn't really what it is. As the Rebbe Rashab, whose Yilula is tonight, said, um, once he was giving a Hasidic discourse uh, for Brengen, and he was standing next, he was sitting by a table, and he said, This piece, this piece of wood is not a piece of wood. It, what is it really? It's the Devar Havai, it's the word of Hashem which says, Be a piece of wood. So you can't really say about anything, this is really what it is, because it's not really what it looks like. It looks like one thing. It looks like it's a piece of wood, and it's not a piece of wood. What it really is is the word of Hashem. The essence of something is the goal of why it's here. What you see in your eyes, that's external. That's secondary to the main point of why this thing exists, the, the truth of the thing. You only see its appearance. But then there is what it's here for. And you don't see that, you just see the external. So you can't say about anything, this is what it is, because 
what you're describing is just its appearance, not what it's there, not, not, not its purpose. In, uh, the word mahu, uh, the word mohus, which means essence, the root of that word is mahu. What is this thing really? So to answer the question what something really is, you have to go to its its purpose. Um, in the in the famous mimer there, the previous Rebbe, uh, Chazir Rava, the previous Rebbe, the previous Rebbe describes how uh, the various vantage points of our godly soul, animal soul, intellectual soul, respectively, ask different questions about different things, about everything that they see, and therefore they describe things differently. The intellectual soul, and the, whenever it sees something, it, it asks, tries to be objective, what is this thing? The animal soul, whenever it sees something, it says, what, how does this benefit or hurt me? What, 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 how does it affect me? And the animal soul is selfish, and it's very physical, and it's very earthy. So it asks, what is, the, what is the way this thing is, the way I see it, as a very physical, earthy thing, how does it affect me? The intellectual soul tries to be, tries to be more scientific and ask, what are the actual properties of the thing? But the intellectual soul is not purely objective, because it is a yesh, it is a I. It is a I am the intellectual soul. And since there's an eye there, since there's a someone who is looking, he's looking at it in a somewhat earthy way, and he's not asking the real question, the elephant in the room question, which is, how did this thing get here? Which is the, which is the most scientific question to ask. And that is what the Gali soul's question is. Where does this thing come from? Whenever a Gali soul sees anything, the Gali soul's question is, who brought this here? The Gali soul goes uh, straight for the jugular, if you will. It goes straight for the essence of, what, what is, how did this get here? You guys are talking about the benefit to you. You guys are talking about um, it's it's the atoms and molecules and elements. The Gali soul says, forget about the molecule. How did it get here? What is its purpose? That's the Gali soul. So you can't really say about anything in the world that this is really what it is based upon its appearance because that's not really what it is. It's What it is is about its purpose. If I am not misquoting, I hope I'm not, I, I remember... Uh, talk of the Rebbe about a Kiddush cup, how a Kiddush cup sort of attracts and wants to be used for Kiddush. There's something in the energy of the Kiddush cup that it's meant to make, you're meant to make Kiddush on a, on a Kiddush cup, and the Kiddush cup wants that to happen. The Kiddush cup itself yearns for that, for that, for the mitzvah. So that's what a Kiddush cup really is. It's something which is drawn to a mitzvah. Um, so the same as with everything in the world, there's a, a divine purpose in everything. Only regarding something holy can you say this is really what it is. In holy things, you see something holy, you see something that is that is divine. If we were to, in language of the Altarebbe and Tanya, if God would give us the ability to see holiness, then you can say that's what it is. Um, regarding holy things, you, you wouldn't say that they're there just for the sake of something else, rather than as the means to an end, they are the goal itself. The truth is that even holy things, you can't really say that's what they are. Everything that's created in this world is, is created by Hashem for the purpose of, for the Jewish people, for the sake of Terah, as the Medrash says in the Pasuk Bereshis, Bereshis, why did Hashem make the world? For the sake of Bereshis, for the sake of the Jewish people, and Bereshis for the sake of Tera. So everything in the world has a purpose, and its purpose is about the Jewish people and about Tera. Chassidus goes a step further and says 
not only does everything created in this world have a purpose for the Jewish people in Tera, but the truth is that every revelation of godliness also is here for the sake of the Jewish people in Tera. There's a long mimer the Rebbe describing how the various loves that Hashem asks us to have, the love of all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, they are animated by the various revelations of godliness, there's something about the revelation of Hashem which is meant to bring us somewhere. Not only is, is the physical stuff of creation here because for a purpose for the Jewish people in but also the spiritual entities like the world of Atzilus, like the, like the revelations of Hashem beyond Atzilus, they're also here only by Hashem's desire, by Hashem's design. Unlike the light of the sun, which is, so to speak, forced to emit light, if you are a sun, you're going to emit light, you can't control that. Hashem is not that way. Hashem's light is by His decision. Not only the lower lights, which are the source of creation, which clearly have a, the word, the utter, ten utterances of Hashem, clearly have, have a focus, and they're, they're a means to an end to create the world. But even all of the spiritual cosmos, every revelation, isn't a natural revelation. There's no such thing as natural by the Abishta. All revelation is because the Abishta decided he wants there to be revelation. And therefore, it's for the sake of the Torah and for the sake of the Jewish people. That's what gracious means. Gracious means all of the all, all revelation. So therefore, you can't really say about everything, about anything, except for the essence of Hashem, that this is really what it is. Because everything else is just here by Hashem for has it's, 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 a, it's a means to an end. So, only about the essence of Hashem can you say, this is really what it is. Now, in other words, one step further. Till now, we were saying that, that physical things, you can't say what that's really what they are. The Rebbe Hashem said, it's not, it's not the, the, the table, it's the word of Hashem. But what about the word of Hashem? Here, the Rebbe is going a step further, and he's saying, even in regards to the word of Hashem, you also wouldn't say that's really what it is. It also, it also isn't the essence, the, the, it isn't, isn't the real truth of what it is. Or, or let's put it this way. The tzimtzum, the first tzimtzum that hid Hashem's light, the Baal Shem Tev taught, the tzimtzum does not affect God's essence. Hamoiru bezgalus, the luminary is revealed. And because the luminary is revealed, so there is no such thing really as a, uh, a tzimtzum for Hashem. So Hashem is in full, in full expression. The tzimtzum can't hide Him. And the Baal Shem Tev says that's why children and ignorant people they don't know anything, they don't, have no, they don't have any logical reason for saying what they're saying, but they say the Abishter, Hashem, Hashem, they speak with Hashem with such honesty and truth and reality. Where does that come from? It comes because Hashem is revealed. That's what Hashem says. So you can't really say about anything, this is really what it is. Only regarding Hashem's essence can you say, this is it. Um, he is the truth of all reality. The Barbanel puts it this way. The Barbanel says all other realities are called of Shoris Hametzias. They have possible existence. Even while they exist, they only have possible existence. Why? Because they're only existing because Hashem decided they should exist. They don't have to exist. Everything else that exists happens to exist. It, it's, a, it's possible for it to, to exist. Only by the Abisher can you say he has to exist. By the Abisher can you say that there is nothing that um, can stop his existence because he's the only independent existence. Every other thing that exists is dependent on Hashem deciding it should exist. And therefore you can't say about anything, 
it's really there. That is truly a, a real reality because it's it's only there, but it only happens to be there. It doesn't have to be there. So the only mechuy of HaMetuyis, in language of the Barbanel, the only thing that has to be here is the essence of Hashem. Everything else is only Afshara's Metuyis, it happens to be there. And therefore, the only thing you can really say this is what it is, is only regarding Hashem's essence. Um... Whatever is not atmos, you can't say this is really what it is because it's not a true reality. What it, you will see, even you're talking about the word of Hashem animating the world, we're talking about the world of Atsilus. Looking at Atsilus, I'll tell you, you had a, you had a bird's eye view of Atsilus. You were looking at Atsilus, you know, clearly. You can't say about Atzilus either that that's what it is. Because its whole being is because Hashem wants it to be there. It's not a place for souls and, and, and to enjoy uh, Elokus. It's not a, a place of, of, of revelation. It's there because Atzmos, because Hashem wants it to be there. So you can't say about anything that it, it's Mohus. Why is it here? It's here because this is what it is. The only thing you can say about, about anything, this is really what it is, is, is because... It's about Atzimus. Only about Atzimus can say, they really say the word, this is what it is. Any, any, any comments before we continue? Thank you for commenting by letting me see your, your beautiful screen, um, see your beautiful faces. Uh, okay, since it's, uh, it's one, one comment. Ravendel Futafas used to say a story about a woman who uh, before uh, she passed away, she asked to uh, kiss a cross. She was a very religious person. And they were surprised, why is she asking for a cross? And she said, just in case. <laughs> she, had, she had some faith in Hashem, but just in case, you know, she, she wants to be safe. So it, it feels like to me that there are some people which are, 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 are here present this year because, you know, just in case they're afraid it might affect their pranas so they don't come to this year. Or they're actually present, looking at the mimer, trying to understand the words of Chassidus, and they want to absorb something for real. Ah, I woke you up. Let's go. Um, nom zeb Yisrael. Updates Gimel. Um, nom zeb Gam Yisrael. There's some, there some people that are in the shul as for the shir. Just, just FYI. Some people in the shul and haven't yet arrived. Let's go. Um, nom. Chamar Chai. I'm sorry, I'm doing something morning. Go. Oh, it's Gimel. Um, nom Gam Yisrael. Shaktar is it really relevant to say this is who it is? However, we could say this about the Jewish people as well. Why? Because of the attachment of the Jewish people to the essence of Hashem, which of course of Atom Advekim will dove Kabay, will act with the Rachav, and the Tzara Dekat Yisrael, Shayashkush Bechulchon, the King Shatzmus is Bachmatus and Matzmusa, the King Yashagam is Shal Indian Shul, Dugmus Matus Matzusa, Shayagam, Mam Terezet. Because the Jewish people are attached to the essence of Hashem, as the Torah says, you, were, you cleave to Hashem. Because of our attachment to the to Hashem, the Torah says the Jewish people, the Torah and Hashem are one. And just like it says about Hashem that His existence comes from it Himself and He has no He's independent, you could also say with the Jewish people by virtue of their attachment to the essence of Hashem, you could also say that they have some similar reality that they, so to speak, have no source. Meaning, they are one with the essence of Hashem, and they are like the essence of Hashem. Just like Hashem has no source. Of course, we're only here because of Hashem, but because of our attachment to the Abishter, you could also say the words, 
this regarding a Jew. You can also say about a Jew, a Jew is a real, a true reality. Even though a Jew only happens to be here because Hashem says he should be here, but because of a Jew's greater attachment to the Abishter, you could also say that those same words about a Jew. Um, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't want to misquote what I want. Next thing I want to say, but do me a favor tomorrow. Ask me about Erin Sof. I think there's something similar about Erin Sof, not the same thing, but the infinite light of Hashem, which is a revelation of God's essence. I think there is a similar concept of Erin Sof. But I don't want to uh, give you. You about to daven. You about to say Hashem Echad. I don't want to mess up your Hashem Echad. You're gonna have some 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 uh, mistakes over there. So uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. Any any questions? What we learned today. In short, what we did today was we learned this pasuk. This nation you created for me, Hashem says, you shall declare my praise. We asked a question: Why are the Jewish people in Mesha and Hashem? Why would they describe with this great title? This what's so good about that title? And if this is indeed a title that the Gemara says only associated with Meshach and his prophecy, how can the Jewish people call by that title as well? And we also want to know why is it why we used call by, by that title in the feminine specifically. By the way, this, this is a mimer that Jonas and Perry said yesterday. It's a Meredith mimer. Anyways, so uh, so we started to explain that when sneak about Meshach and his prophecy is that he has a clear vision of Elkus. He sees Galilee very clearly, and he transfers Godliness in this world like a funnel without any filtering whatsoever. And that's a Meshavinu's prophecy is called this is what it is. And then we went further and said that the only thing you could really say that this is what it is about is about Kedusha. Because only Kedusha, because everything, because if you want to know what the essence of something is, you have to ask what is it there for. And only about Kedusha can you say it's here for what it looks like. Everything else, it looks like one thing, but it's there for something else. As the Gemara describes many things, that they look like one thing, but the Gemara describes them as with a whole different title. Or in the language of the uh, United States, uh, you can have a house, but you have a home. Whatever. So there is there is a a a uh, a secondary title that we give to things based upon their appearance to us, but that's not really what they are. To know what something really is, you have to go to what it's why Shem made it, and so therefore all physical things you can't really say this is what they are. However, if you want to go be technical and 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 be more truthful, be more real, you can't even say about holy things that that's really what they are. That they're seemingly holy things are 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 godly things are they're holy so therefore they are what they look what they appear like, but the truth is that they also don't have a real reality because they're only dependent, they only have they have no independence they have no existence on their own, and therefore regarding all holy things we can only say about them, they happen to be here. You can't say they have a real existence. Only with the essence of Hashem can you say He is real and He has no source and He is real reality. And then there, but added, the last point that we did today is that the Jewish people, because of their attachment to the Abishir, which we'll learn more about that about Mishnah tomorrow, because of their attachment to the Abishir, you could say about them and about the Torah that they are one with it, that they are, so to speak, have no, they're also an independent reality. A Jew is an independent reality, even though he comes from Hashem, but he's so attached to the Abishir that what you say about the Abishir, you could say about a Jew as well. Any questions or comments? Nisan. Yes, yes. Zev. All right. A great day. Good Chedesh of Zev. Good Chedesh of Dr. Breslin. Good Chedesh of Mohammed.